0: Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on Sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30.
1: Trying to work against CJ in the post. Bandaway jumper rattles in. When they talk about it being a make or miss league, like they do all the time on the jump, shout out to Rachel Nichols and crew with shots like that. Good pass, back door. Damien rising up. Says he doesn't always like to dunk.
2: Thank you for the shout out, gentlemen, and welcome to The Jump. I am Rachel Nichols coming to you live from inside the NBA bubble. We're all centered around that ESPN wide world of sports complex at Walt Disney World. And today I am joined by a couple NBA champs, Mr. Kendrick Perkins from his home in Texas and the 2008 finals MVP, Paul Pierce. Paul, you're back on our set in downtown LA. I'm just so happy. (laughs) And you were the name on a lot of people's lips last (laughs) night because Carmelo Anthony passed you on the all-time scoring list. Look at the company you're in here, Paul.
3: Come on, man. He should have passed me probably a year or two ago if we had some smarter GMs in the league. But shout out to Melo. well deserving. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah, That's real. great Shout company, though, Paul. and It just keeps improving for you, so congratulations <laughs> to Mello. All Definitely. right, coming up later in the show, you're going to see my conversation with the one and only Carmelo Anthony. Uh, we had to do this in the middle of a thunderstorm, so it got a little interesting. You can stick around for that. But let's talk about Mello's Blazers teammate, Damian Lillard, dropped a cool 51 last night in the Blazers' win over the Sixers. It was Dame's fifth game with at least 50 points this season. You know, only eight players in NBA history have done that, ever. And the names on that list are like, you know, MJ, Wilt, Kareem, and Damian Lillard. And by the way, he is far from done this season. His scoring outburst came just one day after Dame missed two free throws with a chance to put the Blazers up with (laughs) 18.6 seconds left against the Clippers. That shark music is appropriate because uh, we got a little sharky behavior from the Clippers bench. Patrick Beverley enjoyed every second of that.
1: Asking me about Patrick Beverley, who, I sent him home before at the end of a game. Paul George has got sent home by me last year in the playoffs. So they know that the reason they're reacting like that is because of what they expect from me, which is a sign of respect, and it just shows what I've done.
2: (laughs) So I'm just taking you through. That was Saturday night, and in response, Damian said, Hey, I sent those guys home, PG posted on social media, and you're getting sent home this year. To which Damian replied, Keep switching teams, running from the grind. Your voice chumps So Perk after all that. And then last night, the 51, did Mm. Perk, I mean, did Dame drop the mic perk on PG and the Clippers last night?
0: (laughs) Did he drop the mic? Right, so he gave them straight bars. You talking about a 51-piece wing dinner, lemon pepper, straight from Magic City. One thing about Damian (laughs) Lillard, listen, he don't hold back, but he always is gonna deliver. He's one of the most clutch players in the NBA. And to me, he's arguably the second best scorer right after James Harden. Damian Lillard is special. And I don't care he's one guy that is not going to backpedal. He's not going to go back on his word. He'll go at you on Twitter. He don't care. But you know one thing about Dame Dollar, he's going to back it up. Period, point blank. <laughs> Dame Dollar, he dropped them bars last night. That's what he did.
3: <laughs> Listen, you don't even need to give a player like Dame extra motivation. Being that he's from the town, Oaktown, which... A lot of people didn't know that I'm from, too. I'm from the town, so I know how he felt. I know how he felt going <laughs> into that. He was like, all right. You I thought you know, know you what? in the wood. No, you know, I was born in the town, raised in the wood. But listen, I know mm. how he felt. And that was like, ooh. That wasn't trouble for the Clippers. That might be a sign of trouble for the Lakers right there because they just lit another match under this guy. And if the Blazers get into the playoffs... Watch out. Uh, uh, watch out, Lakes. I don't know, because this kid, he's motivated. He said he didn't come to the bubble just for eight games either. So, mm, mm, mm. 51 going into the playoffs. With that's two next, more next level, Paul. So that, Paul that, Pierce that, positing
2: mm. that the Clippers... Actually motivated Dame so he'll be more equipped to beat the Lakers. That is next level. That, You're playing that might chess, have been Paul, here, not chess. That might have
3: been by design because the Clips would have light that fire so he could get at them Lakers. I don't know. <laughs> might have been by design. <laughs> Man, look at this. Well, I
2: will say this. I talked to Dame after the game last night bye and bye, I bye. asked him, When was it that he realized that he liked it when the pressure was on it? He liked it when he was down and had to fight back. And he said it went all the way back to when he was 14. He was playing an AAU tournament and they were down by 20 and he realized the ball was in his hands and it was only up to him to lead him back. And he did it in that game and he said he loved the feeling. He started jonesing Mm -hmm. on it. And then all throughout that tournament, he started doing it more and more. And he even liked the feeling of being down a little bit. And I know, Paul, you can relate to this because you were this kind of scorer too. He liked being challenged. What's that like for a player when they feel like, oh, this is not me between a rock and a hard place. This is actually when I'm at my best.
3: This is just damn constantly going out having to prove himself he's been an underdog his whole life you gotta understand he wasn't a highly recruited high school player went to a smaller Mm -hmm. college you know so he's always been the underdog and now he's getting this just doing the league he's taking it out on the league his whole career and and so i know that feeling i've been the underdog myself i was projected to be a top five pick went number ten you know, I was passed up on teams where I should have probably been picked. So I understand that underdog feeling, and it never goes away. It's going to be there until he retires, and he's going to have to, he feels like I have to prove something every time out.
2: Yep.
0: Well, Dave Dollar, we respect the grind. <laughs>
2: Well, with the Blazers' win last night, guys, the Pelicans were officially eliminated from playoff contention, joining the Sacramento Kings also on the block now. Now, on August 12th, all non-playoff teams are going to go straight from the arena, where they play their last game in the bubble, to a designated location to shower and then off to the airport. And those are for games played on the 12th, 13th, and 14th, basically, if they are leaving the bubble. So we got to pour a little something out. Uh, producer Danny says it's cider I I say J.J. Reddick's a grown adult and could take a little beer I've seen him shotgun here in the bubble but (laughs) his 13 season postseason streak getting snapped (laughs) J.J. made the playoffs every single year of his career (sighs) up until that one which is super impressive right guys I I don't know what this means for his bubble podcast but I don't know Perk I gotta ask you how disappointed are you in the Pelicans performance here inside the bubble Kendrick
0: I, I, I'm very disappointed in the Pelicans uh, performance all across the board. I'm disappointed in them as a whole, as an organization. And, and listen, David Griffin and Al, Alvin Gentry, they are my guys. But I didn't understand the whole format and the whole process of them performing in the bubble. I mean, one minute Zion is playing, you know, 16 minutes a game. Then he's sitting out. I thought the Pelicans was gonna get the AC. That's what makes me so mad, was because I betted someone that they would get the AC, and then they went down there and laid an egg, Didn't play (laughs) inspiring basketball. In my opinion, I mean, it was just a fail. They were set up to succeed. They had the easiest schedule, and they didn't get it done. So now I'm looking at it, what's next for the Pelicans? And by the way, I feel sorry for my boy, JJ Redick, because he played excellent basketball down there in the bubble. And we, always, yeah. and we all know that he's a winner at heart.
3: Yeah, I think you have to be all disappointed. Right, guys. I mean, they... they this yeah, a you think team, so, Paul? Yeah, this team just didn't play uh, with the necessary just oomph. They didn't have that oomph, what I like to say. It, it was just a sense of urgency wasn't there. Uh, especially from mm-hmm. a young team. Yeah, I know Zion missed some time in the bubble. He went out, came back, so his legs might have not been there at the beginning. He was on a minute's restriction. We know how important he was before the bubble, how he impacted the team. So maybe that had a lot to do with it. But, you know, when you look at this young side, team, I was excited for them. I was pulling for them to make the AC, But unfortunately, you know, I think they're way ahead of the curve. And so coming back next year, I look for the Pelicans to be in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I mean, you thought they would at least make the play-in game, right? That was certainly what the projection was coming in. They had the easiest schedule of all the teams competing for that spot and they looked good when they first got here. Um, The mix of veteran experience, guys like J.J. who we were just talking about, and Zion being able to be in those short bursts. When he sat out at the end of the first game they played, it was like, oh, gotta fix that, and then they never really got their sync going here. We will see what they are next season. All right, guys, coming up later in this show, we're gonna talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. Ben Simmons left the bubble to have knee surgery. Joel Embiid left yesterday's game with an ankle injury. Are the Sixers postseason chances doomed already before the playoffs have even started? We will discuss that in a moment. Stick with us. Geico presents Monster Counseling. Dracula, tell me how you're feeling.
3: No one understands how lonely it is. No one will even let me into their house. I knock and I knock, but they ignore me. Uh Uh-huh. What else? I look in the mirror and... (laughs) I don't even see myself anymore. If you don't see yourself clearly, can you really expect others to? I'm having a breakthrough.
1: It's not easy to be a vampire. But with Geico, it's super easy to switch and save hundreds on your car insurance. Yeah, whenever
3: you're ready, it's a make or miss league. Um, uh, oh. It's a make or miss league. Make, miss. It's a make or miss league, baby. <sighs>
2: What it do, baby? Make ISOs. <laughs> buddy Heal defending James Harden. And Harden puts about a million moves on him. Gets man, the bucket. Come on. Uh, what? Paul, is there ah. anything Buddy can do here?
3: No, Nothing he don't. can do, man. Just play on late on James don't Harden. Bad, come on, buddy. You're no going to be a the like No one buddy. can
2: guard
0: James Harden. Nah, <laughs> that's, that's tough. <laughs> that's
2: just.
3: That's right? You know
0: <laughs> James Harden up. saw
2: everyone cooing over Luca on Saturday night, and he was like, Yeah, I'm going to do this. There Look, you go. This intention. What dance is that? <laughs> I know it, right? <laughs> First quarter, Sixers, yeah. Blazers. Dame spins, tries to pass. Man. It bounces off Tobias Harris and goes in. Perk, should Dame get his own assist there or what? oh
3: uh-huh. You will never see a shot made like assist that in NBA book. history ever book. again ever <laughs> not like that ever if that was a horse shot no one would ever be able to duplicate
0: it hey,
2: no
3: hey so he just
0: <laughs> that bucked. is what he, what he does do. and
2: speaking of which make <laughs> buckets let's go over to austin rivers he went off last night against the kings 41 points Ooh. on 14 of 20 Ooh. shooting perk i know you were all over this performance what did you think of it
0: Ooh. Oh, it was beautiful. And I wanna I wanna I wanna go at all the haters. I wanna go at all the haters that were saying, oh, Austin Rivers just in the league because of his dad and he didn't deserve that contract. No, Austin Rivers could play. That man could straight up hoop. Y'all take that 41 piece
3: that he put on them last night. That's big for the Rockets with you no know Westbrook. It, Paul. That's big. Giving them confidence yep. going into the playoffs. Yep. No Eric Gordon, Westbrook out. They need that from Austin.
2: Yep, and you you know about playing with Austin, he can deliver. All right, miss, defense, Nets, Clippers. End of the first quarter. Check out this move by Karis LeVert Ooh. to get to the hoop at the horn. Then we Ooh. go back to Rockets Kings, P.J. Tucker behind the back to a cutting Ben McLemore. Paul, which is better?
3: All right, I like the move from Karis LeVert. Oh, my goodness, P.J. Tucker winning his back. I've never seen him give me some of that yep. right there. Nah, I got to go with PJ Tucker <laughs> on this one, because I haven't seen that from him. I didn't know he had that in his bag. I already knew Karis LeBert can get buckets.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, my goodness, that's, that's nice. I was yeah. him nice. stay in the corner.
2: PJ's <laughs> bag is usually full of shoes, but apparently yeah. it had that move, too, in it last night. All right, make magic. This was the highlight of the weekend. I mentioned it before, Luca goes Ooh, through the legs to Maxi man. Kleba, who flushes it, right? Oh. But James Harden Ooh. did do the same thing yeah, versus a... Dallas a week ago. Yeah, so I've what seen... do you think, did mm-hmm. Harden inspire Luca?
3: Mm. Listen, Harden's been doing this for the last few years I've seen him make this pass, but I... check this out. Man, is Luca the best player in the league? I mean, I, I don't know. His no. numbers, I, I mean, he can get you 40 on any given night, 20 rebounds on any given night, or 20 assists on any given night. Who else in the league can do that? Who? Talk to me. I can't hear y'all. N- uh, nobody.
0: All right, Nobody. Then. Nobody. Man. I'm not saying that. I'm not disagreeing. i right. tell you what. i tell you what. Giannis didn't want that smoke. What was the defensive what, player of the year that's uh, candidate right there? He didn't step up to the plate. He was running from Luka. He no. was ducking that smoke. Well, okay, let's stay on
2: the Luca conversation yes. since Paul uh, Perk is issuing the uh, the, the throwdown there. Paul, given what you've seen from Luca so far, how soon do you think it is until he wins an MVP? Because I think he's going to end up fourth or fifth this year. He's certainly been in the conversation. When do you think he will be at the top of that MVP ballot? As
3: soon as next year, Rach. Dallas is going to be a much improved team. Really? I think they're going to be at the top. Four teams in the West. And these numbers, I mean, I can't. It's like video games. Every time I wake up in the morning, Luca, 35, 15, and 9. The kid is averaging 9 rebounds a game, and he's not the most athletic player that we've seen. I mean, he's, I've already said he's the most talented player in the league, but he's creeping on being the best. I'm telling you, as soon as next year, he could be MVP.
2: Wow, Perk, mm. you ready to go that far?
3: In his third year.
2: Before uh, he even make a max contract,
3: he's going to be MVP. I, am, I we, guarantee we, that. We, I, <laughs>
0: I, I guarantee it, too. I stamped that. I second that Paul Pierce. I'm telling you, we're watching the LeBron James in the making. Luca's going to do this for longevity for a long period of time. The league is in his hands. He will be an MVP in the next two years. I don't see no one else that's putting in that type of work like he's doing. And you know mm. what's impressive to me, Rachel and Paul, is that he wanted. He wanted. Like he said the other day, and kudos to, to Luca for keeping it 100. He said, you know what? Don't put me in that most improved conversation. That's for Devontae Graham. Matter of fact. I only want MVPs in my trophy case. I only want MVPs. I'm telling you, Luca is special. <laughs> and this is going to be a problem for the rest of the league. Well, for we're going to talk about come. that quote
2: a little later in the show. I have a little bone to pick with that one, but Perk, we'll discuss. We'll discuss that later on the jump. I want to get to the Sixers in this segment because it was a rough All weekend, right. my friends. First, Woj reporting that Ben Simmons will undergo arthroscopic surgery. I can't mm. even say it, and he's got to do it on his left knee, likely to miss the rest of the season. Mm. And then yesterday, you hear that music. More sadness for the Sixers. Joel Embiid leaves the game in the first quarter because of a left ankle injury. Now he didn't return, I, I was at that game, and he was, you know, happy on the bench, he was running out on the floor to greet his teammates after big plays, so he didn't look hobbled, but he didn't come back either, and they did not provide an update on Embiid after the game. So looking at the Sixers' efficiencies with Ben and Joel on and off the court, I mean, they're just a much more effective team with mm-hmm. Embiid out there. Mm-hmm. It's confusing, though, because we all know Ben's such a good player for them, Perk, what do you think the Sixers' postseason chances are in your eyes? Are they doomed, as producer Danny put it this morning?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> they done with, Rachel. Finish. <laughs> They're going to probably have to face the Boston Celtics and listen, that, that that is smothered ribs and barbecue chicken for the Celtics. They are done with. <laughs> I told you before, the ceiling with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid was the second round, possibly. That was their ceiling. And you telling me they're gonna that Ben Simmons is out and Joel is nursing an ankle injury? They are done with. And it's not because of the players. It's because it's time for a change of scenery mm. with the coaching staff.
3: Ooh, wow. Yeah, I'm going to give them their flowers right now. You know, I think it's, I think wow. they're done. I think they're done. You know, I thought that they had a <laughs> slight chance to maybe make it to the second round, depending on who they matched up with. But when you lose your two stars of that caliber, I mean, it's, it's pretty much, you know, and you're in a bubble. You don't have a crowd, home crowd to motivate you. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Sixers start praying for, for next year. I think, uh, you know, they're going have to have to take a deep look internally and, and see where do they go from here.
2: Well, I do want to stress, Joel could be back for the playoffs, right? As I said, they didn't give us an update. I saw him with my eyes. Going, walking back and forth around the court last night so he, he wasn't like sitting in the back in mm. the training room with his ankle up covered in ice so I, I i i'm not a doctor gentlemen, but i'd have to think that they don't think this is a long-term injury but they are going to look like be without ben for the long term yes. and we'll just have to see if they end up in that matchup with the celtics in the first round that's going to be interesting because the celtics certainly don't have the bodies mm. to compete with joel Embiid inside I think it's going to be very interesting, but I think it would be better for Philadelphia if Ben Simmons was healthy. I don't care what the on and off court numbers say. He is such a talent and such a help to them on defense. Absolutely. This weekend was a blow. I just don't think there's any way to look at it other than that. All right, coming up, we're going to talk exactly. We're going to talk about your old coach, gentlemen, Doc Rivers. He was asked about the implications of pulling his Uh players in a game that could help determine the eighth seed in the West. His quote, That's not our problem. Is that BS or real talk? You can find out next. Stick with us. Geico presents Monster Counseling.
3: Dracula, tell me how you're feeling. No one understands how lonely it is. No one will even let me into their house. I knock and I knock, but they ignore me. Uh Uh-huh. What else? I look in the mirror and... I don't even see myself anymore. If you don't see yourself clearly, can you really expect others to?
2: I'm having a breakthrough.
1: It's not easy to be a vampire. But with Geico, it's super easy to switch and save hundreds on your car insurance. The ball deserves to go in the crowd after a bull**** move like that. I think it's bull****. I just thought
3: it was uh, bull****.
1: Don't give me that crap. Hey.
2: Oh, yes. One of our favorite games has returned here at the jump. It is BS or Real Talk. We will give you the quotes. You can tell them if you believe them or not. Paul and Perk are going to react to some of the best quotes from around the league this weekend, starting with their old coach and the man you saw as a player in that little highlight clip, Mr. Doc Rivers. You know, Kawhi Leonard set out on Saturday, guys, against Portland. It was the first night of the back-to-back, not the second night of the back-to-back. Doc pulled Paul George with five minutes to play in the fourth quarter of that game, citing a minutes restriction. So basically, no Kawhi, no PG. And what did he say about the implications of the eighth seed? Take a listen.
0: But that's not our, our problem. Like we said that before the
3: game, uh, they knew guys that we weren't gonna play them for a certain amount of minutes. Uh, and I made a point, but we're gonna try to win the game. We're not
0: just out playing basketball. It's a competition. It always is.
3: It always will be. And I
2: want our guys chilling that way. So that's interesting. Doc (laughs) saying that some of the players might have been talking about are they trying to push the Blazers into the playoffs (laughs) against the Lakers? But he says, look, overall, I've told them that's not our problem. Perk, is Doc saying that BS or real talk?
0: No, that's real talk. And playing for Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers is a winner. He coached to win that game. He was calling timeouts. He was making adjustments. He, was put, he left Reggie Jackson in the game. He put the Morris twin back in. I seen, When I saw that happen, I said, Doc is playing to coach to win. And that's what he do. Listen, I'm not with all that. Doc has his own concerns. And what he's trying to do is get his team focused because they got a tough task at hand because they go see the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic in first round. So they can't be worried about everybody else.
3: Absolutely. That's real talk. If Doc wanted to help push the Blazers in, he would have sat the starters before the game. This is something Doc always did towards the end of the season when playoffs was right around the corner because he knows what's the most important thing for his team is to be in rhythm and to be healthy going into the playoffs. So real talk, Doc.
2: There we go. All right, from two guys who would know who are in Doc's locker room. I want to move on to Luca because perk. I think you and I are going to have words over this. We're, we'll stay friends, but I think we're going to disagree. Uh, Luca named a finalist <laughs> for the most improved player award over the weekend. He joined Brandon Ingram and Bam Adebayo as the two, as the three finalists. But Luca was asked about it on Saturday. He deferred to another player who has taken strides this season, Devonte Graham of the Hornets. Here's what he told Brad Towson of the Dallas Morning News. Quote. To me, on the MIP voting, who votes in this? He said 100 of us, including me. Lucas said, well, take me off the list and put Devonte Graham on there. I don't deserve to be on there. So, Paul, I'm gonna start with you because mm-hmm. I already know how Perk feels about this. Paul, <laughs> what about you? Is Lucas saying Devonte Graham should replace him on the MIP ballot, BS, or Real Talk?
3: That's Real Talk. Come on, Luca, feel like I've been this good. Come on, I got bigger fish to fry. I'm looking to have MVP trophies in my house, not most improved. Come on, that he almost feel like that's an insult to him. Most improved, like I've been good. Come on now, now Devontae Graham, he stepped up this year. Come on, a guy who didn't get a lot of runs a year before, he came out here and he just balled out. So put Graham on the list and do Luca a justice, please. Thank you.
2: Oh, man. All right, Perk, you can you can give the same argument. I'll wait my turn, go ahead, Perk.
0: Uh, Well, well, I mean, in no disrespect to the most improved, that's a major accomplishment. But to Luca and certain players, that's kind of beneath them. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at the history of, like, rookie of the years that went top five, like Tim Duncan and and, and LeBron James and Kevin Durant and those guys that won rookie of the year, we expect greatness out of them the following season. So they couldn't win most improved. To me, most improved are guys that... That shocked the world that you didn't expect certain things from, like Pascal Siakam, guys to that nature, bam out of the Bayou, Devontae Graham. Like those are the guys that are, 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 are deserving of the Most Improved Award. Like you can't award some a guy that won Rookie of the Year, uh, put up phenomenal numbers last year, a guy that won MVP overseas, Rachel, in the finals and MVP for the season. His expectations was high. Luca don't want that in this trophy case. He wants MVP accolades. Guys, the That's award is it. not
2: called the award for the player we didn't expect much of, but gee, he turns out to be good. That's not the award. The award is who improved mo- who improved most year over year. I voted for Luca for most improved. I am one of those uh, voters who put him at number one on my ballot because you can say, Perk, we expected this from him, but we did not expect this from him, no. and I know we didn't expect it because no one's ever done it before. There has not been a rookie who has made the leap that he has made, who has been in the MVP conversation and been the best team, best player, leading his team to the playoffs at age 21. LeBron didn't do it. Now Magic Johnson did it when he was very young, but to say that, oh wow, Luka just did something Magic Johnson did, we're supposed to say we expected that, come on guys, this was a huge huge leap and I think it is time we stop thinking about most improved as just a little award for someone who kind of made a leap we didn't expect somewhere further down the roster. What Luca did this year is phenomenal. We have not seen it with other superstars even. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, some of your guys perk that you love to talk about all the time, James Harden, even LeBron James did not make this leap from their freshman to sophomore year. That's most improved.
3: Yep. Yeah, that's true, but I did see Shaq Shaq make top 50 in his first four years (laughs) in in the league.
2: First four years, not first two years, Paul. I'm just saying. All right, it's fine. I'm prepared to die. That's true. That's true. Look, it's fine. I'm prepared to die alone on my island. I'm in a bubble. You guys are all there in your air conditioning. I see how it is. It's fine. All right, I want to get to Draymond Green because he's been doing some on-air work for TNT, and he's been fantastic, first of all. In a discussion, though, about James Harden's greatness as a scorer, Draymond made sure to point out just how great of a scorer his former teammate Kevin Durant is. Take a listen.
3: Kevin Durant's the best scorer, by the way. And I had Ja. For oh, no, year. Kevin, the best scorer ever. Not even close. In this, in this era. Huh? Not, no disrespect to James, but Kevin Durant is the best scorer ever.
2: So, first of all, there's so many parts to that. I love Draymond. He's doing a great job at the desk. Him talking about KD is interesting, because we know the static that went on between them at times last season and sort of what it led to. And also, by the way, they weren't even in a discussion about KD, guys. They were in a discussion about Harden, and he just pops in. Not only is he the best scorer, they tried to correct him and say, oh, he's the best scorer right now. And Perk, he says that KD is the best scorer of all time. He doubled down, he said it twice. So is that BS or real talk?
0: No, it's real talk. I I honestly believe that Kevin Durant is the best scorer of all time. He has zero flaws to his game. He shoots at a high efficiency rate. He's something that we've never seen before. At seven foot, he could do it all offensively. He scored with ease, and he is the best scorer of all time. But James Harden is the best scorer right now. This year, James Harden is the best scorer. Peer point blank. And, and, and the reason being is because James Harden is six five and he's doing it at six five. He's not seven foot, so it's not like he have a height advantage. I would like to see what KD would do at six five. I'm not going to discredit uh, KD because he is the greatest scorer of all time. But James Harden at six five and what he's doing right now, he's the best scorer in the NBA in my opinion.
3: Ooh, best scorer all time. That's hard for me to get out the KD. But what I will give him, what I will give him, he's probably the most versatile scorer of all time because you can't take anything like away that. from the 10 scoring titles that we see seen Michael Jordan get. You can't take anything from the 100 points that we see seen Will Chamberlain get. And let's not... Talk about Kobe Bryant getting 81 in a game. You didn't see Wood Table and get 100 points. I didn't see it, but I you know didn't about see Wood. Docu- t- well get 100 It's well documented, points. Buddy. You wasn't even born. It's well documented, buddy. You I don't have, you have to wasn't see it. Even born. Hey, listen, I don't have to see the sun to know it's gonna come out. Come on now, we all know this. Listen, James Harden been the best scorer <laughs> for the last four years. Come on, come on now. Now he's the most versatile, but I wouldn't give him the the best score of all time.
2: Perk, I think Paul just hit you with a Perkism, I'm just saying. I think y'all are rubbing off on each other all that time you guys spend together. All right, I wanna check in on the Red Hot Suns because they're in action right here across the bubble from me against the Thunder. We're gonna do a live look-in of this game. Now, DeAndre Ayton, guys, he didn't start the game. He missed his COVID test yesterday. That's happened to a few guys, they just forget and you're supposed to go during the day and he didn't. So he took an early one this morning. They finally got the test back. So he was cleared during the game and he's now got stuck right in there, he's in action now, along with Devin Booker. And it's interesting about Devin, because we mentioned Draymond Green just a few minutes ago. He was fined, boys, 50 large, $50,000 for tampering, because he said, quote, on the TNT broadcast, Ooh. get my man out of Phoenix, it's not good for him, it's not good for his career. I need my man to go somewhere where he can play great basketball all the time and win. It's kind of interesting, he's saying this at a time where the Suns are 5-0 and in the bubble, Kirk, is Draymond
0: right? No, Draymond is not right. The Suns haven't been healthy all year. By the way, they was missing their second best player in Aiden because of suspension. When the Suns are healthy, I like the direction that they're going in. You look at all the pieces that they have around them. You have Ricky Rubio that you added that is a, a great passer and a great floor general. You have Aaron Baines. You have all these guys that are capable of doing certain things. You have the Bridges kid that I love to death. You also have that knockdown shooter, three-point shooter who don't miss, who, by the way, I think got by 17 right now as we speaking. But at the end of the day, I love what Coach Monty Williams is building. They're finally healthy. And if I'm Devin Booker, I see that the Suns are moving in the right direction, and I'm not going nowhere. Some people are built differently. And we all know that Devin Booker looked up to the great Kobe Bryant, and Kobe stayed with
3: one franchise. Listen, let me tell you, though, listen. What they've done in the bubble has given them confidence, I think. It's going to give them, whether they make it or not, it's going to give him confidence and his team confidence moving forward. I don't think he's going to go into the offseason disgruntled, wanting to trade. Listen, when you have a franchise and you are the guy, you're not going to be so quick to leave that, especially if you're going in the right direction. And what they they have shown me while being in the bubble is they're heading in the right direction and their expectations move up next year at not only chasing uh, an A.C., but absolutely being in the playoffs so I I I don't agree with that
2: I mean I could not have more confidence in Monty Williams and we had DeAndre Ayton on the show a few days ago and he said that the way Monty dealt with them all during the shutdown kept them together actually improved their chemistry even though they were all in separate places Ayton had a great quote he said to us he said I've never had a coach care about me like that before. I think they're building great momentum. They've yes. had, I, I think, roughly 1,000 top five draft picks in the last five or six years, so <laughs> they definitely have some building blocks mm. as well. And um, I'm interested to see what they do. So I gotta disagree with Draymond also. I would keep Devin Booker in Phoenix. I also think that he can afford the 50 grand, so it's all, it's all good. It's all right, guys, all coming up. I sat down with Carmelo Anthony to discuss what <laughs> it is like to return to basketball prominence social issues that are important to him. He has started a social change fund. You don't want to miss that next on The Jump. Stick with us. Does
3: this place look haunted?
1: No, I don't
2: think so. What
3: about those two creepy girls? Come stay with us.
2: That is truly frightening.
3: You know what's really scary? Missing
0: on a Geico's great service.
3: With Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents. Uh, thank you, creepy girls. Want to see our room? Mm, We're going to sleep in the car now. Happy geico Switch today for 24-7 access to licensed agents.
1: To have my, you know, get on the top 15 list. But I I couldn't ask for anybody else to do it with you guys, but y'all.
2: So thank you. Welcome back. How cool was that, right? The Blazers honoring Carmelo Anthony with the game ball after last night he climbed up to 15th on the all time scoring list. I got a chance to sit down with Melo, which was awesome, except for the raging thunderstorm around us. You'll see though, guys, that did not stop us from talking about his journey back to the NBA and the most important issues on his mind here in the bubble. Take a look. All right, Melo, we're sitting down here in Orlando and in good Florida fashion, we're about to have a crazy afternoon thunderstorm here. But I like that, because you guys as Blazers, you're like causing a little storm here in the bubble. How confident are you at this point that you guys are going to make that play in game and maybe even be the number eight seed when you get there?
1: That's the that's the actual goal, right? We, we came out here under the impression that we was coming out here to do some work. We was coming out here to lock in and we was coming out here to play and try to get that, that eight seed. So we've been, you know, following along that, that, that path and that, you know, just that mindset. Everybody's doing their job. Everybody's buying in.
2: You have personally had some incredible game-winning moments. I know that you're a little too zen these days to do the, I told you so, <laughs> I know that from talking to you. But still, what kind of example do you think you are for other players or even just other people out there, for people who have counted them out and said, you were done yeah. with what you're doing right now here?
1: For me, it was, it's the biggest thing is, like, knowing yourself, right, and, and believing in yourself. You know, because at, at the end of the day, you know, some people gonna believe in you, some people not, but as long as you know, what you still can do and your capabilities and where you at mentally and physically, then anything else is irrelevant. And that's just where I'm at at this point.
2: If you guys do get the eighth seed, you know what that means. <laughs> You're looking at a first round matchup Absolutely. against one of your oldest friends, LeBron James, against the Lakers. We don't usually see upsets in eight yeah. versus one, but is this a situation where we're in the bubble? Nothing's usual.
1: Well, I mean, first of all, nothing is usual. Um, but we don't consider ourselves an AFC. Like our mindset is not an AFC mindset. We, we consider ourselves a very good basketball team uh, coming together at the right time at the you know at the right part of the season, and it's unusual with our in this bubble. I mean, we know that we still got to get through yeah. these these eight games, but our mindset is. That's the spot we want in and then that's the spot we're going for.
2: So what you're doing on the basketball court is making a lot of noise, but honestly, what you've been doing since you got here that is more impactful is that you, Chris Paul, Wayne Dwayne, Wade, yeah. you joined together to start something called the Social Change Fund that is designed to do exactly that, create real and lasting change. How did this idea start between the three of you?
1: It started a couple years ago when we stood up on that stage at the ESPYs, right? And it, that was just a moment where we were just like, okay, this is our first step. We have to do this. We already called out, you know, all of our fellow athletes that's out there. <laughs> Great. But over the years, you see athletes starting to feel more comfortable with speaking out and, and stepping up and, and, and doing the, the work that they have to do. So it started there. Mm-hmm. And I think now we're in the same situation, the same times, very similar times that we were back then, mm-hmm. today. And we just wanted to, like, what, what was 2.0 of that? Like, we called everybody else out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, what are we gonna do to bring it back to the forefront?
2: So the thunderstorm got us.
1: Yeah. We've Moving been chased inside.
2: inside by the Florida rain. And now we're wearing masks because yes. of course the NBA's COVID protocol. But we were in the middle of talking about the social change fund that you guys started up. What do you want to accomplish the most? What are a few of the issues that are most important to you?
1: Education reform. Um, prison reform—it's—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm all across the board. I just—I just want change at the end of the day, and you know I think we have to start with our own communities, and you know that was one of the main reasons why, you know D Wade and CP and myself really wanted to put our money where our mouth is and say, look, we're starting to fund. We're not just going to take you guys' money, but we're going to start the fund with our own with our own money. So that was big for us.
2: I think there's a lot of people out there who are going through this turbulent time in America and they feel like, yeah, I'm being told to vote, but does my voice really count? Does it matter? What do you have to say to them?
1: It matters. Definitely matters. Well, I, I understand it because I've, I've, I've sat there and felt like that a lot of times. Like, what am I voting for? Like, does it really matter? You know, does it even matter? Should we, you know, is my one vote going to count? But. We got to change that mindset. And we, we, my, my mindset is we got to start from the ground. Like We got to change the people in our local communities.
2: The Social Change Fund isn't the only sword you've got going in the fight. You recently were the guest editor of SLAM's Black Lives Matter issue.
1: Yes, me and my team, man, we, were, we was up. Nights and nights, you know, finding stories, contacting the guys that we, you know, the guys and the the ladies that we put into the the magazine to the issue. Mm -hmm. So it was it was a lot of work within three weeks that we had to figure it out.
2: You have a wine podcast that you're doing from in here in the bubble called what's in my glass but what i love about it is you've had jamie fox venus williams all kinds of voices ludicrous and you've used it as an opportunity the wine's only the launching on point you're really talking about change
1: so it started off as an actual Mm -hmm. wine show you know people that was very interested in the wine and then the times changed just like that and it was just like okay let me let me start talking about more issues and different issues and uh, bringing more awareness to a lot of the things that's going on.
2: You've also been talking more about your dad recently. He was a member of the Young Lords in the 60s and 70s for people who don't know that was basically the Black Panthers of Puerto Rico. He was an activist. He wanted to fight for people's rights and change. Yes. He died of cancer when you were only two years old but how much are you now following in his footsteps?
1: I think I know him more now than I did at, at, at when I was younger, I knew the stories, but i didn't i didn 't know them. I took that moment of seeing those pictures and those stories to start to go out there and do my own research and really get back to puerto Rico and and, 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 and touch that soil. You would talk to the people down there and find family that's still down there. Um, you know, one of my sisters is moved back to Puerto Rico, helping with, you know, that fight down there. So it's, it's in our blood. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to tap into it. But once I got to that point, then it's, it's, it's part of me, it's who I am.
2: So you have become one of the preeminent athlete, social activists, but you still have a basketball career to finish yeah. here. Oh, oh,
1: and I do that too. Oh, there.
2: Yeah. You're 36 years old. Yes. You know how you don't want your career to end with what happened in Houston. Yes. So what have you thought about how you do want things to end?
1: I'm at peace now. I'm gonna be honest. Um, it, after the Houston thing, it took me a took me a while to kind of bounce back mentally, emotionally, to kind of you know get myself back on my own square, right? So it's mm-hmm. like now I'm at I'm at peace, man. And you watch me play now, and it's you know I got a different vibe, different energy, different mm-hmm. aura uh, with me s- surrounding me, um, and I, I I literally take it one day at a time now.
2: Well, you and I, I think, have been doing these interviews for 15 or 16 years. Yes. This is the first time we've done half outside, half indoors, storms, masks, but yeah, you're I'll here. i be creative. You're here.
1: I'm here. I'm here. I'm always here. Does
3: this place look haunted? No,
2: I don't think so. What
3: about those two creepy girls? Come stay with us.
2: That is truly frightening.
3: You know what's really scary? Missing on a Geico's great service. With Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents.
0: Uh, thank you, creepy girls.
2: Want to see our room? Mm, We're going to sleep in the car now.
3: Happy geico Switch today for 24-7 access to licensed agents.
2: Tonight, we're going to have another ESPN2 WNBA doubleheader from the Wubble in Bradenton, Florida. The Mercury taking on the wings at 7 Eastern. And then the skies square off against the storm. And coming up later from here inside the Disney bubble, the Bucks and Raptors square off. That's a potential Eastern Conference Finals preview. I'm on that game, so come hang out with me. 6.30 Eastern, 3.30 Pacific on the app and on ESPN. Our coverage tips with NBA Countdown at 6 o'clock Eastern. All right, guys, in that game, Milwaukee. Now, they've already clinched the number one seed. Toronto has already locked up number two. And, hmm, Giannis is sitting out tonight. He had some dental work. Paul, spin it forward. Which team do you trust more this postseason if they meet in the playoffs?
3: I gotta go with the Bucs. I know Toronto are the champs, but just missing Kawhi because he had a lot to do with them beating the Bucs last year. I gotta go with the Bucs this year. No Kawhi, no Mm -hmm. advance.
0: Well, P, shame
3: on you, because I'm
0: going with the defending champs of the Toronto Raptors. They are one of the best teams in the bubble playing inspiring basketball. One of the most stingiest teams in the the bubble on the defensive end. Like I told you before, they remind me of the 2004 Detroit Pistons. (laughs) Wow.
2: All right. Well, we'll see. Tonight we're going to get a little sense of it. No, Giannis means we won't get the full matchup, but I got to tell you, that raptor's defense is going to be in effect whether they're going against Giannis or not. Mom, I think this doll I found in the attic is cursed. No, its eyes are just very lifelike. Then why does its head keep spinning? Be
3: my friend forever.
2: Oh, that is scary.
3: You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's easy-to-use mobile app. You can manage your Geico policy whenever, wherever.
2: wherever. Let's whenever. play with another doll. Or we can just bury it deep in the ground.
3: Happy geico ween! Download the industry-leading Geico app today.